It's too late to pull the wool over her eyes or take the blue pill. For Monique, what was once hidden is now revealed. Angels, aliens, dragons, deities, and more. Truth is disguised as myth. Supported with more than 100 photographs of hidden realms, unveiling is her visual paranormal and mystical journey to awakening. The book, Unveiling, Photographic Evidence of Hidden Realms, is by author Monique Cassells. Go to unveilingnow.com and purchase your copy today and get 50% off. That's unveilingnow.com. Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. There was something very strange going on in this building. We were to shoot there three days. We're in the building and all the lights are adjusted and, you know, we always have a gazillion amount of lights around. And we're just about ready to roll camera. And the lights all go on. And okay, everybody's seen that happen, no big deal. You know, there are a lot of macho guys on sets, you know? They don't worry about why something happened, they just Fix it. There are always problems when you're shooting a movie, like the rest of life. And then they try to plug in something else. This is a big problem. The power goes out altogether. We had no light. We had no electricity. And it was strange. And that's just on the first day. And everybody's kind of, what's going on? I must say, I don't remember that ever happening before on a set. Next time we go back for the second day, and we have problems on that day too. I've never heard of the sound guy not being able to roll his sound. I don't feel good about that. That's a very strange thing. And I've made a lot of movies and done a lot of television. And I'm here to tell you, I have never had that many problems in one location, in one set. us walking back to where we stayed and some of the group were extras that were local that lived in Wilmington and I said to one of them what is the deal with that building I've never experienced so many problems in one location in my life and he said oh you know that was a prison 
during the Civil War, and I guess a lot of the soldiers died in firefight. It's, it's haunted. And everybody just kept walking. Nobody said anything, including me. I didn't know what to say. I'd never heard anyone very casually say, it's haunted. When he said that, I, I was just stunned. <laughs> Hey there, this is Remso W. Martinez, host of The Witching Hour on YouTube and Fairfax Public Access. And you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Enjoy. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, April 13th, 2020, episode 226. How is everyone out there around the world doing? And I hope everyone's doing well, you know, with our current situation. You know, plenty of food and all that. I know it's uh, some odd times, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. I think we're all tired of watching the news. And there's a reason why you're here at the RPA Network, is to, you know, listen to some ghost stories, some tales of the weird and strange or even watch some videos so let's get right down to it today we're going to do some more listener stories and also coming up in the near future we have some interviews coming up which proves to be somewhat challenging seeing as everyone is oh locked up and they can't uh, get into one spot but there's solutions for that so no problem and also this coming tuesday is a brand new show of aaron's horror show with mr aaron frail and this wednesday is a brand new show of terry's mysterious moments with terry from texas and yes we do have his show it's uh, already in post-production last week i know i said that there is a new show of terry's mysterious moments but unfortunately he can uh, do a show so we skipped over that so i do apologize about that but yeah this week definitely this wednesday brand new show of terry's mysterious moments and if you haven't done so, the new video shows have released for this month, so check them out. Very well produced. And I don't think there's any other announcements. So, hey, you know what that means? Come on. Come on, say it with me, say it with me. Oh, yeah, man. Two, the story didn't fall me this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fans are on, man. It's finally warm enough to get the fans going. The fireplaces are currently out, and you know what to do. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and guess what? See that freezer over there? Yes, that's right. It is stocked up with popsicles. Go grab yourself a popsicle, wine, cherry, grape, and the most favorite popsicle of all time, orange. <laughs> Make sure you uh, grab an orange popsicle. We always have a, a surplus of orange popsicles. I don't know why. They're the best uh, popsicles around, right? Yeah. <laughs> and while you guys are doing that, as always, oh, I'm going to get behind my desk here. Oh, yeah. And Britt sent me her pack by email. Thank you very much, Britt, if you're listening. And I printed those off, so let's take a look here. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got... Uh, okay, we got some long ones and medium ones. Okay. Very good. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, so good when it hits the lips. I tell you guys, man. For those of you who don't uh, drink green tea with a little bit of honey for uh, sweetening, oh, you don't know what you're missing, man. You don't know what you're missing. All right, the first one. This one is titled The Station, and it's by Adman. Okay, Adman. Let's see what you got, man. I am a young lad who about 10 months ago started his dream job working at the local railway station. I have always dreamt of working for the railways, and so having to do nights was a worthy price to pay. After a few weeks, I had to start my first night shift. I wasn't expecting anything paranormal at all. At Ipswich Railway Station, there are upstairs offices used by day by driver managers and other office staff and by night empty and rather eerie. I was asked by my supervisor, uh, the only other member of platform staff around, to clean the upstairs staff loose, as is customary for a station cleaner such as myself. I walked up the first set of rather steep stairs and along the corridor to the first door. Now, up to this door is fine. You feel normal, but once you walk through the door, it becomes very strange. You sense you're not alone. Anyhow, I had a job to do, so I cleaned the ladies, which is the very first door on the left. It feels okay in here, but it's still eerie, and the large number of mirrors doesn't help. I then need to go around the corner, along the next section of corridor, then through another door, up a second flight of stairs, and through a third and final door to yet another section of corridor. At the end of this corridor, again on the left, is the gents' staff toilets. From the second door up to here is almost unbearably spooky. The feeling of being watched intensifies along the corridor, and at the foot of the second flight of stairs is the worst. However, as I said, I had a job to do and I got on with it. Being new, I didn't want to mention it for fear of being ridiculed, but I really didn't like it up there. Now, as a cleaner, I do seven night shifts in a row. On the Wednesday, which is towards the end of the week of nights, I had a stranger than normal experience. I had cleaned the ladies and the gents, so was heading back towards the stairs. As I reached the door that opened to the flight of stairs, I looked up, and for a few moments, I was sure I saw the figure of a woman at the foot of the stairs where I had felt the strange sensations of being watched so strongly. The scariest part was, to get out, I had to go through where I had just seen the woman. However, even with all this, I waited a few seconds after she had vanished and passed it off as me being tired from almost a week of nights, which I wasn't accustomed to. As a result, I never mentioned it to anyone. About three weeks later, I was on nights again with a supervisor named Chris. I was very friendly with Chris as he had trained me when I first started. And so we were talking and we started talking about ghosts. He asked me if I knew about the station ghosts. I said, no, I didn't have a clue. And Chris looked at me and said, do you know where the station is haunted? I thought for a second and said, uh, upstairs? 
Sure enough, he nodded and confirmed that the strongest feeling he got was when he was at the foot of the second flight of stairs. He also mentioned about the public ladies' toilets on platform two. Though, as I never experienced anything there, I shall not repeat that story. Talking to Chris, I discovered that I was far from the only person who had experienced odd things in the upstairs corridors. Nearly all the other cleaners had experiences to share, from seeing moving shadows with no visible owner, to the sounds of children laughing and playing. Now, I am sure something is upstairs, and have spoken to other supervisors who also feel uneasy upstairs. There is no doubt the offices are haunted. Sorry for the very long story, but I wanted to put as much as I could in this narrative so you could get a decent idea of what it is like up there and how it feels. And that's from Adman. Adman, hey, thank you very much for sharing. Man, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a great story. I, you know, I like all these stories. Um, I especially like it when, you know, like you said, you're new. You're not going to say anything because, you know, hey, let's face it, guys. You, uh, we've all been to, uh, you know, you start a new job. People are sizing you up that's been there for a long time, years, seeing what you're all about. You know, you don't want to uh, start talking about ghosts <laughs> and strange feelings and you're seeing a, a lady upstairs. Yeah, I get that. But uh, I like it when uh, after a while... You know, in this case, you talk to your supervisor and he starts telling you about the station, you know, the railway here. And, um, you know, the other people, other cleaners like yourself are experiencing the same thing upstairs in those corridors. Yeah, very cool. Hey, admin, thank you very much for sharing. Great story. All right, what do we got? What's next? This one is titled The Daffodil House, and it's by Daffodil. Okay, Daffodil, let's see what you got, man. I have recently closed my own business and sought out work with some folks who own a B&B in Monticello, Florida. I had met them when I had a booth at the Flea Across Florida. They, the owners of the bed and breakfast, were quite warm and interesting, and so I called and asked if they needed help with their B&B. However, Little did I know the B&B was a haunted bed and breakfast. When I arrived, I learned of their ghost tours, but was skeptical and took it with a grain of salt, despite hearing a vast array of stories. I soon had my own encounters and experiences. My first encounter occurred one evening while working downstairs, uh, the first floor of the B&B. I had gone into the kitchen and being new to the facility, had some questions. I entered into the adjoining dining room and saw who I thought was Kathy, the co-owner of the B&B. Her back was turned from me and she was facing the fireplace. I was talking to her but she did not turn or reply. There was a different feeling in the room, almost electric-like, and I turned and looked behind me to see Kathy sitting at her computer in the library room and looking at me in wonderment as to who I was talking to. When I looked back at the fireplace, the figure of the woman was gone. Later that week, I was outside and I saw again something that I thought was Kathy walking around the side of the house. I walked over to talk to her, but as I approached, 
she picked up pace and started ahead to the front wraparound porch. I picked up my pace too, but she was on the porch now and around the bend. I had called out, Kathy, but figured she did not hear me. It would not be uncommon for her to be dashing for the phone or to meet a deadline crunch for a specific task. However, when I got to the front door, it was locked. I wondered why she would lock the door on me. I walked around the house to the back door and entered to find that Kathy had never left the house and had been on the computer the entire time. A series of events have occurred like this, including lights going on and off, my phone battery dying within a short time of arrival, strange sounds, smells, etc., etc. One night I was working outdoors after dark, and my dog sat up and started tilting her head to the side as though she saw something, but there was nothing there, and suddenly, she whimpered and fell to the ground in a submissive position. I decided it was time to leave. Another day, I was doing some cleaning in the hallway upstairs, and it was by the original, now inoperable, enclosed elevator, and I smelled what seemed like pipe tobacco. I thought to myself, uh, it must be something that Scott, Kathy's husband, smokes. However, I never saw him smoke before. On several occasions, I smelled the same aroma in the same place. I recently learned that there was an old woman who used to smoke in that very same spot so that the baby in the house would not breathe in the smoke. Recently, I was taken on to do some very time-intensive projects and invited to stay for the duration of the project so that I could save time and gas money. I've been provided the Victorian guest room, and for two weeks, every night, I've been awoken by something precisely at 2.11 a.m. I could go on with a variety of stories of my encounters, but there are far too many to list. And that's from uh, Daffodil. Daffodil, thank you very much for sharing that. B&Bs, man. I love B&Bs, <laughs> along with, you know, hospitals and nursing homes and things like that. But, yeah, great story. Um, yeah, it, at least it's not bothering you too much. You know, at least it's, uh, you know, it's just there, it seems like. It seems to be pretty, uh, pretty quiet around there, too. You know, just some tobacco smoke. You know, some sort of mysterious female figure. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Hey, thank you very much. And let's see what's next. What do we got? What do we got here? This one is uh, titled My Parents' House, and it's by San. Okay, San, let's see what you got, man. From the age of about four until I left for college, I lived with my parents in a house surrounded by woods. It wasn't that far back from the road, but just far enough that it was considered to be in the woods. That alone was kind of creepy, but at least it was explainable. I should mention that my parents built the house, so anyone living, dying there before us is out of the question. A few months after moving in, I began to notice strange things. One night I woke up in the middle of the night to see a large black figure standing in my doorway, 
which was always left open. At the time, my bed directly faced the door, so I got a good look at it. It didn't have any features. It looked human, but it was tall. It took up the entire space. It appeared to be casually leaning, just looking at me. I wasn't scared, and I went back to sleep. Later, my bed was moved to the adjacent wall, and I could see all the way down the hall from there. A few times from here, always in the morning, I saw a white furry figure about the size and height of a cat materialize from nowhere and run down the stairs. We never had any pets. These experiences confused me more than anything, and I never mentioned them to my parents. My dad completely disregarded any possibility of anything paranormal and would have told me I'd been reading too many stories. My mom pretty much agrees with anything he says, and so I couldn't tell her either. I also got a weird feeling in the living room, and after a few years, I stopped playing in there altogether. I often felt a presence watching me from the doorway or the windows. There was also an old electric organ in this room that I'll mention again later. I didn't have any experiences again that I remember until I was in high school when I first started staying home alone in the afternoons until my parents got home, which was usually late at night. One afternoon, shortly after I had come home, I was in the den watching TV when I heard a noise in the garage. It sounded like something had fallen or been knocked over, but then it happened again and again. I thought someone had broken in, so I grabbed my phone, ran upstairs, and locked myself in the bathroom. I called my parents, who came home to find everything in place. I got a very stern talking to about my little joke. Not long after this, I was watching TV upstairs one night, in bed, waiting for them to come home. I had the TV on quiet enough so that I could hear the door open when they got home. I heard a squeaking sound and thought it was the door, so I turned the volume down. It sounded like music playing somewhere, but it was just a short phrase, like a broken record. This went on for a good 10 minutes before I figured it out it was coming from the organ, which hadn't worked in years. I kept it for sentimental reasons, I guess, and was unplugged. I checked. I went back to my room to find that a music box I kept on my dresser was playing on its own, unwound. Needless to say, I was more than a little creeped out. I put it in my closet under a blanket, and for the rest of the night I turned the TV volume up nearly all the way, and so I couldn't hear it. By the time I went to bed, both things had stopped. The last experience I had while actually living there happened while my parents were home. I was in my room reading when I heard a booming crack and just about hit the ceiling. It had come from the corner of the room opposite me. My parents heard it too. My bedroom adjoined the garage attic and my dad thought a beam had split. But we all went out to check the garage and it was fine. We went around the front and back of the house to see if any windows or frames had broken, and everything was perfectly intact. 
I went back to visit for Christmas a couple years ago. I was only there for three days and got absolutely no sleep. The ominous feeling had gotten worse since I had left, and it now felt like it was encompassing the entire house. The night before I was leaving, I had just showered and was brushing my hair in front of the mirror in the bathroom. The vanity in that bathroom is separated from the rest by a door, with another leading out into the hallway. There are three mirrors, one that takes up the wall in front of the sink, and two medicine cabinets on either side. If the door is left open, which it was, you can see the reflection of the hallway in the largest mirror. I had just finished my hair and was about to turn off the light when I saw my mom walking down the hallway in the reflection. She got about halfway to the bathroom door and vanished, almost in a dissolving kind of way. I looked again and nothing was there. Sure enough, she was in bed asleep. I have not been back to their house for a while now, and I wonder sometimes if it's gotten worse. I know if I ask them, they'll just deny everything, and I certainly don't want to go back and find out. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. And that's from San. Hey, San, thank you very much for uh, sharing your story. Yeah, uh, parents in denial, huh? They've got to be experiencing something. I bet if, uh, you know, your father, you know, guys, I'm like that too, kind of stubborn, just deny everything. There's got to be a explanation for everything, right? Um, something logical, you know, national phenomena, that sort of thing. But I bet if you talk to your mom, you know, have a girl's night out, you know, next time you visit, go have lunch and just bring up the subject. I bet your mom might mention something. They've got to be uh, noticing some things around there. And it's gotten worse, huh? Or at least the feeling that you're uh, feeling before when you were living there. I don't know, man. Don't know what to to say about it. Uh, the curious thing, though, is that booming crack sound that you heard. Yeah, you guys thought a, a beam must have split. Okay, I can imagine that sound. But you guys never found anything, huh? Hmm, interesting stuff. Yeah, San, hey, thank you again for sharing. And that is it, guys. That's all that uh, Britt has sent me. But as always, we're flattered that you come here to the network and listen to the shows. Uh, you know, I'm glad that some of you are finding uh, some entertainment that uh, you agree with. But hey, we are trying to provide a menu of the paranormal for uh, for you guys to choose from. <laughs> Hopefully, you're you're being entertained. And as always, thank you to the uh, premium members for supporting RPA. If you want to become a premium member, it really helps us out with our bills. It's only $3.99. We think that's a very, very, very fair price. And what you get is all the previous RPA episodes, the bonus episodes, the interviews, the listener stories, and also audiobooks, a little bit over 30 audiobooks of folklore from countries around the world, the UK, Australia, India, France. So if you do want to become a premium member, you can go to realparanormalactivity.com, big old button there to sign up, and you get to create your own account, your own username, password, $3.99 a month, cancel anytime. Or if you have the RPA free app, you can sign up through there. Just click on the premium tab. There's a register link. You can register right through the app. 
Or if you are a premium member, you can log in through the app. And the app is fully functional. It has video capability, so you can watch the video shows on there as well. And don't forget, we're on all the major audio streaming platforms, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Listen to us at work and add us to your favorites today. And I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night. Yeah. <laughs>